Hello and welcome to season two, episode five of the Only Foals and Racehorses podcast with me, Rhea, from Adventures in Black and White. And today's episode is basically the whole idea for the whole of this podcast, where it all started, um, a story that I really needed to tell. But before I tell this story, I do need to give it a little bit of an age warning for maybe adult themes. Um, so if you're under the age of 16, then really you shouldn't be listening to this. Although I don't really get into think too bad, but it's kind of not really appropriate. But yeah, let's roll on, see what happens. So I've been working at Shabwell, I can't actually remember how long, probably about... 18 months at this stage and I was working at Melton and I'd been in my house for a little while on my own. I will come on to why in next episode but I just had to share this one first and so I'd really been enjoying living on my own. My housemate had moved out and yeah it was great but I did have to accept that the reason why my house was all bills paid for was essentially it was a hostel. So at some point someone would be moving back in with me and I was told that there was a girl that was moving over from the nunnery which was the stud side and she was gonna be starting on our side in pre-training and rehab and this is all fine I was quite looking forward to it um but as things go I was then being subjected to some sort of winding up by other members of staff I'm not going to name this girl because actually it's, it's a bit unfair we are still quite good friends really and actually everything that was said about her I never knew to be true so you know it wasn't really fair but I'm not going to name her anyway I have been told that she was dirty and that she'd had warnings at nunnery for being dirty and I was a little bit concerned about this and I did think that the best way forward is I probably should have a house check because um, they'd be quite trusting and I hadn't actually had a house check since I'd lived there, which is quite unusual when you live in company properties because usually they check you all the time, usually when it's not very convenient. Um, so I had requested with Dennis that he would come over and check my house and he was okay about this. I explained my reasons why. He laughed um as he would and we had it all set up and then I began to worry because at this point I'd got myself a cat um a lovely lovely little Bermilla that I'd uh, got from uh, the Blue Cross which is rescue center and I hadn't actually asked Shadwell if I could have a cat on the property um other people had pets and it was not normally a, a problem but because I was, you know, quite a goody two-shoes, I kind of was like, oops, I hadn't told them about the cat. So I was a little bit worried about what the boss would think about the cat. But then, like, the house was immaculate, so there was no reason why it would be a problem. What I also didn't realise was that, as well as winding me up about the state of this girl that was about to move into my house, they'd also been winding my neighbour up. Um, you had to drive through their garden to get to my house. Um, and that um, because this girl was also known to be a bit of a bike, uh, which is, again, unfair. I never, ever saw any evidence of that. Actually, the complete opposite. But then like I had a reputation, too, and I also didn't do anything. But they kind of um, were winding up my neighbour, saying to her, was she not worried that 
this girl was going to move in and she was going to try and steal Claire's boyfriend slash fiance. Um, so we we're all a bit on edge. Um, and that's basically the setting up of the situation. So as you can see, a lot of people stirring the pot. Um, not the best, but actually this is kind of how things can be on Stuff Ups. Like if you imagine like Love Island or Big Brother, um, that's basically what it's like living on a stuff farm, particularly one in the middle of nowhere um, where people don't really get out. Uh, some people haven't even moved out of the town. They literally moved from the town into the stuff farm. So, yeah. So we're all a little bit on edge. And the day came, Dennis said he'd come over at lunchtime to check the house. And he came round. And he came in and he checked the house and he was very, very pleased with it, um, which was pleasantly surprising. Um, well, it wasn't because it was clean, obviously, but he just was never particularly positive to me. So I kind of was like, oh, you know, maybe Dennis is OK. And he met my cat and he gave him a stroke and he said he really liked cats and he had no problem with him. And I was like, oh, great, this is fine. This is absolutely fantastic. And he left and I thought no more of it. Later on, I was at work and Claire, who was the physio, came onto the yard. And, you know, there was, as much as there was a certain amount of shit stirring, there was also, you know, a certain amount of quite healthy banter. And she was coming to this physio on one of the Arabs and, and she came into the box and she said to me, in front of, I think, another staff member, and we all had a good laugh about it, she was like, and I have to say this in the way it was said because, well, we'll come on to that. She was like... All right, my darling, I saw the boss was round yours at lunchtime. So obviously she lives next door to me. The boss drove through her garden to get to my house. And yeah, that looked a little bit dodgy, although it wasn't dodgy, obviously, because Dennis, you know, it was Dennis. Everyone knew that me and Dennis didn't get on. So I was like laughing with her and that because, you know, nothing could happen at Shapwell without someone else knowing about it. So we all had a good giggle. And I turned around. Now, bear in mind, Claire knew about the cat and I was worried about that. I said, oh, yeah. And he stroked my pussy. Well, we all had a very good laugh about that. And I think I actually should have that phrase put on my, my tombstone when I go and I die because we thought it was absolutely hilarious. We had a really good laugh about it. And she was like, oh, I'm really pleased that he was fine about the cat. And we were like, yeah, 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 no, it's all good. And hopefully, you know, this girl's not going to be too dirty and hopefully it'll work out. And it's going to be quite nice having someone to live with again because I was a little bit lonely on my own. Um, and that was that. So Claire then went off to another yard to go and physio there. And on that yard, it was a very male-orientated yard. And they were all trying to wind her up about um, about this girl moving into the house and was she not worried about her Carl being unfaithful, which is actually a really horrible, unprofessional thing to say compared to what we'd said earlier. And in this group was the yard manager, the assistant manager and Dennis, the overall boss. And I think there was another male member of staff there. So four men basically telling her that the new housemate, my new housemate, was going to have an affair with her boyfriend. So Claire turns around and said, oh yeah, well, Rhea said you stroked her pussy at lunch. And they all laughed. 
Apparently everyone laughed about it. They then had a conversation about the cat and everything was fine. So we thought. A bit later on, after work, I got a little knock on the door from my neighbour and she was like, Rhea, we need to have a chat. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went round her house and we had a cup of tea or something and uh, she said, I've just had the biggest bollocking off, um, I think it was Dennis that had bollocked her. And she'd been spoken to Rob, who was like second or third in command, because she was like really upset about it. And Robert said that she should speak to me. And basically, uh, she was like, you are going to be in so much trouble tomorrow for what you said. And I was like, what do you mean? And so then she explained that she had repeated it on another yard. And she said, look, I, I wouldn't, I didn't want to get into trouble. She goes, we all had a laugh about it. She said, but, but Dennis got really worried about it. And because his wife, who actually is, he, she trained Claire to be a physio, um, wouldn't like it. And I was like, well, that's kind of not really our problem because they shouldn't have pushed you. You would never have said that to them if they hadn't been pushing you. And she was like, yeah, but they are totally on the warpath like so good luck to you and I was like well that's a bit out of order um so that was that night obviously me being me then started to worry about it and the next morning I went into work and nothing was said and I was riding one of the breakers in the indoor school at Melton and at the doorway appeared Dennis and uh, Johnny Peter Hoblin, who was one of the managing directors of Sheffield at the time. And they were like, we need to speak to you now. So I was like, oh God, I know what this is all about. So I went in the office, I sat in there with my hat and body protector and, and it was just me, Johnny and Dennis, which kind of wasn't quite right for what they were about to do, but hey ho. And they um, sort of started it off and said, you know why we, we pulled you in here. Johnny incidentally put his phone on the table, so I'm pretty sure this whole thing was being recorded. And I said, yeah. I said, but I don't see what the problem is. Um, and I, you know, never, ever been in trouble, never been late, never broken anything, never, you know, been horrible to anyone, never done anything at all wrong. So I said, I said to them you know oh you know there was a bit of banter going on in the yard and this and the other and I'd sort of been explained you know about this whole thing about this girl and her reputation I said which is a bit unfair because they didn't tell me anything about that reputation I was hearing this of other people that worked with her at the nunnery and they were like oh yes yes you know that's when they said that's why I was happy to come and inspect your house and I was like okay so that's fine and then so um a little bit of backstory with Johnny is Johnny was quite a sort of bantery kind of guy um he was like what I would refer to as a proper yar and um you know he liked to drink and he liked the girls so you can imagine um you know he it was kind of probably the best director that they brought in to this meeting because I said well Johnny what you have to understand is this is how it was said to me and I then imitated what Claire said to me so I said so Claire said to me all right sweetheart sure the boss was round yours at lunch I said so what else was I going to say to that other than oh yes and he stroked my pussy at which point Johnny was stifling his giggle and even Dennis who had no sense of humor whatsoever had a smirk on his face 
And then they were like, well, really, you know, you can't really be saying things like that. And I was like, why not? I said, I have far worse things said to me on a daily basis. So there was one point where uh, Mitch the bitch turned around to me on the yard and he accused me of being a lesbian because I didn't have a boyfriend. Um, I was like, is that appropriate? Another member of staff had pinned me up against the wall and said, did I feel like I was being intimidated by them sexually? And I was like, I said nothing about that. I said, because I didn't feel I could. I was like, you know, it's all a bit of banter. And I said, the problem that happens here is when people stop bantering, then you have problems. And they were like, oh, yes, 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 well, you know. But unfortunately, in this case, uh, we are seeing this as sexual harassment. What? <laughs> like, what the hell? And uh, it'll go on your record for six months. So I was like, okay, fine. There's nothing. What else could I say to it? Um, and then they were like, went on to say, you know, you've got to be careful what you say because, you know, like Dennis is a wife and rah, rah, rah. And I was like, yeah, but it's okay for you to say stuff about me. You don't care about what people say about me. And it can't work both ways. Anyway, I kind of just sat there just realising how absolutely stupid the whole situation was. And, and that was that. I didn't even get it in writing. Um, I think Johnny probably dined out on that, that conversation for months afterwards. And I know I certainly have. And we all moved on. And it was the most bizarre thing ever. Um, and it was the point at which I realised that I actually really needed to leave Shadwell because, like, that was such a toxic environment. Um, there was so much about the place that was great, but stuff like that was awful. And I have to say, neither of those two people, I don't think any of those people actually work there anymore. No, none of them do. Um, every single one of them that was there is gone. So it... You know, do not get me wrong it's not like that now but I was just so absolutely just taken aback by the whole thing and so at that point I I did start to sort of try to leave and it it was just a bit bizarre because about a month after the pussy stroking incident uh, they came up to me and they said did I want to um get a you know have a promotion did I want to uh, they were moving people around and they wanted to promote me to assistant yard foreman which I, th I thought was a complete shock because at the end of the day like I was serving you know a penalty for being inappropriate and there they were promoting me um while also knowing that I was trying to leave as well because a few things had gone on with that um because in the industry everyone talks so I just found the whole thing very weird because Dennis didn't even like me. Like, he would sigh if I phoned him up and it was in the early days of hands-free. So he'd have, like, his earpiece in and he'd answer the phone and you'd, go, he'd hear him go, oh, God, what does she want? And you'd be like, what? Why? Why are you promoting me? Um, but they also promoted me alongside another girl who also was in a slightly dodgy situation um hers was drug related <laughs> which is again something that's going to come in a later episode and um we were both there like why have they promoted us like what's this all about um so that promotion was definitely like the sword of damocles um at any moment they were basically waiting for us to fuck up 
um, so they could sack us, um, which incidentally I never did. Um, and I managed to get out of there before that happened. But it was all a little bit strange. Um, and I have told people, so this story, I would have been about 25, 26. And I'm now, yeah. So this story happened about 14 years ago and it is still infamous. Like it is the one thing that we all still talk about. And if I'd say it to other people, they literally cannot believe the incredible like unfairness of it and just complete ridiculousness so it is why I wanted to share it with everyone because it is funny like you have to like you have to see it as funny everyone knew in that situation that we were referring to a cat and why can't you have a bit of banter but it just sort of highlighted the inequalities in the system um you know where a lot of those jobs were very much, you know, you get them through not who you know, not what you know, but who you know, which is how I got the job. But then that can also work against you. And if you're not flavour of the month, it doesn't matter what you say and how funny you are or how hard you work or how you carry people that are completely incompetent at their jobs. Um, you say something like that and then all of a sudden you're, you're public enemy number one. But, you know... That was that, really. And, um, yeah, I still think it was really funny. And it is literally the reason why I started this podcast, because I wanted to share, like, just some of the, the strange stuff that went on. Like, a lot of good went on. And, you know, like, as I've said, Shapwell was a great job. But there were bits of it that literally you couldn't even make it up. And, um this would happen time and time again in the thoroughbred industry. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to talk in the next episode about the other darker side of the industry. And I don't really want this to be like a slating the thoroughbred industry kind of um, podcast because that's not what it's about. I want to show you everything. But there are like extreme highs and extreme lows working with horses and the next episode, just as a trigger warning, is going to be one that's going to be around drug use and mental health issues and could be a little bit upsetting. But I, li I hope you've really enjoyed hearing about the pussy stroking incident because, yeah, it makes me giggle today. And yeah, and so if you have enjoyed this, please give this a like, please follow the podcast, please share it to your social media platforms because every single time you do that, it really, really helps. And do write me a review if you listen to this on iTunes. If you want to hear more about me, then please go to my socials. I'm on Instagram as Adventures in Black and White and on Facebook. And I also obviously have my own website and I'm about to launch a Patreon. So uh, look out for that. But anyway, I'll see you soon. Bye bye.